everyone, and welcome to the week six regular season edition of Cliss's Mic Drop. Thanks for joining us. Today, our special guest is going to be Mike Shanahan, the former Broncos coach who is going to be formally inducted into the Broncos Ring of Fame this weekend. Uh, Friday, there'll be a, a, you know, the unveiling of his pillar uh, out there at uh, Empower Field at Mile High. There'll be a nice dinner for him out there. Uh, Steve Atwater also will be honored for uh, going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, John Lynch, but John, uh, actually John could be here this weekend. I'm not sure that's apropos because the 49ers are on are on by. How about this? Uh, the Shanahan's got some serious pull with NFL schedule makers. Uh, they, they hold the ring of fame on the uh, weekend where the Broncos are playing the Raiders, Shanahan's arch enemy. Uh, given his druthers, he wanted to be inducted on uh, Raiders weekend at home. And also, his son Kyle's team um, is uh, his son Kyle's team is on by the San Francisco 49ers. So uh, Kyle will be in big party at the Shanahan Mansion this weekend. Uh, you know, the, there's the Friday ceremony at the stadium. Uh, the, the Shanahan party on Saturday and then, uh, you know, at halftime of the game, uh, there'll be a, cer a ceremony at halftime where Shanny will make a uh, brief speech. Best coach in uh, Broncos history, no doubt about it. And uh, now with Jimmy Johnson and uh, Bill Cower going in, uh, you look at their credentials and Shanahan's, you know, got more wins, uh, as many Super Bowls as Jimmy Johnson, one more than Bill Cower. So uh, he definitely should go. And not only that, the big thing about Shanahan that's really developed here in recent years is his tree, how, how uh, fertile his uh, coaching tree has become. Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, these are highly successful NFL coaches, and they learned under Mike Shanahan in Washington. Uh, Mike didn't have great success there. Kyle Shanahan was on that staff too. What an assistant coaching staff. They just couldn't quite, uh, they had one good year, then RG3 got hurt. Uh, there was a lot of controversy surrounding that. And uh, and then Mike and uh, Dan Snyder just clashed uh, there for a lot of his term. But uh, for the most part, Shanny's great success was here with the Denver Broncos. Back-to-back -back Super Bowls in 97-98. Uh, almost got there. Should have got there in 2005. Should have got there in 1996. You know, it should have been a three-peat. We talked to Mike about that. I'm, I'm sure you'll enjoy um, I'm sure you will enjoy the uh, the interview that we had with Mike, which was conducted at his house um, on uh, on Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. So um, let's talk uh, Broncos Raiders, which is coming up this week. Of course, the big news throughout the NFL was John Gruden with those uh, you know terrible uh, emails he sent to Bruce Allen. Uh, were uncovered by the NFL during their investigation, the league's investigation into uh, the Washington football team with uh, Dan Snyder and and some of the uh, inappropriate or the allegations against him for inappropriate behavior. And uh, John Gruden's emails uh, surfaced, and uh, he basically disparaged uh, uh, just about uh, just about everybody on the in the human race, and uh, he resigned under. Uh, pressure on Monday, and uh, now the Broncos play the Raiders. And uh, trust me, it's going to be it's it's 
you know, what are the Raiders going to do? There's now a lot of pressure on the Broncos. Look, the Broncos had to win this game if Gruden was still coaching. Now that Gruden's not coaching, it's definitely an advantage for the Broncos. They have to win this game, no if and buts about it. They're 3-2. and two. Um, They didn't look good against the Ravens. They got hit in the mouth pretty, pretty good by the Ravens. Against the Steelers, um, you know, the early start and, you know, they had uh, struggles uh, getting going. Um, and then they uh, almost pulled it out at the end. Teddy Bridgewater was brilliant in the fourth quarter, operating the two-minute drives, uh, the two-minute offense, I should say. Uh, Pat Shermer, uh, under a lot of uh, uh, pressure against, uh, you know, because the Broncos now, they were good on third down in the opener against the Giants. Now they rank 32nd, which uh, in, in the league in third down percentage conversion. So it shows you how bad they've been the last four games. Red zone uh, percentage, they are 29th. So those are uh, some key categories for the offense. They're still only scoring 20 points a game, which is 24th. So Shermer under uh, uh, some heat, but he addressed that uh, at Thursday during his press conference and uh, handled it quite well. He's got thick skin. He can handle it. See how they do against the Raiders. Raiders have a better defense than they had last year, but still not a uh, not a great defense uh, by any stretch. Um, they are uh, 17th in in allowing 24 points a game. The Raiders are so. Uh, Broncos got to score 24 plus in this game Sunday, I believe, um, and I believe they will. We'll see if they can. Uh, you know, the Raiders though. Here's the deal. Broncos can't play, can't uh, bring their B game and beat the Raiders. Derek Carr is still a very good quarterback. In fact, uh, you know, the, the Raiders have the best offense in this game. Um, they have a better offense than the Broncos have, a, a better offense than the Broncos have without Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler. They're missing that speed. They signed John Brown. I think he'll be ready to play next week, help him out a little bit. But uh, without speed... Great speed. Uh, the Broncos uh, are kind of facing uh, stacked boxes, um, both in the passing game and in the uh, uh, in the running game. Uh, defensively, um, you know, last week they got pushed around in the running game. They didn't have a pass rush, and they couldn't cover. It's amazing they held the Steelers to 27 points. Um, you know, the Steelers did run the ball. When you run the ball. Uh, effectively, you can't. You generally can't pile up the points. Um, it's usually only those who uh, who chuck the ball all over the place that they uh, they get over 30 points. So um, both sides of the ball has to start with the. Uh, they have to start uh, stop the running game. The Raiders haven't had much of a running game this year. They are 29th in rushing. Uh, of course, the Steelers were way down there. Were they not 32nd in rushing until they met the Broncos? So um, we'll see what happens uh, on Sunday. Broncos have to win. If they do, everything's okay. We'll talk about that. But in the meantime, speaking of running game, uh, no one got the running game uh, going in the NFL more than Mike Shanahan with that, that outside zone um, uh, blocking, the one cut that Terrell Davis made so famous. And, and then even after TD got hurt, you know, Orlando Scary. Uh, got a thousand yards. Uh, Ruben Drones, uh, I think, had a couple thousand yard seasons. Uh, Mike Anderson, a 27 year old uh, a former Marine rookie, uh, got uh, 1,400 yards in, in another season of a thousand. 
So, you know, they're just plugging in all these late-round uh, running backs and going for 1,000 yards. And then the coaching tree with Kubiak. Don't forget Gary Kubiak as part of the Shanahan tree. And he won a Super Bowl for the Broncos in uh, 2015. And then you got McVay getting to the Super Bowl, Matt LaFleur, back-to-back appearances in the Final Four, the NFC Championship game. So uh, just, you know, the Mike Shanahan's impact on the NFL is why I think he'll go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame soon after he's inducted into the Ring of Fame this weekend. Let's go to that uh, chat that we had with Mike Shanahan, and we'll come back uh, to finish up Clissa's mic drop, the week six regular season edition, right after you listen to what Coach Shanahan has to say. Mike, first of all, congratulations. Ring of Famer, huh? Thanks. Did you ever... uh, before the game, you know, stop and look up there and say, you know, if I win this game, I might be up there someday. <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, what's so ironic about the Ring of Fame for me is in 84 when I got hired, Pat Bowling got hired about three weeks later. Yeah. And now Pat would always be down in the weight room. He'd be running and he'd always want to talk to the people downstairs. And so I'd see him quite a bit. And he, right in his first days as being the owner, he says, hey, what do you think about this? I'm thinking about the Ring of Fame. There's going to be criteria with it, but he said, I really want to get something that really can really promote the people that have been the big part of this organization. And he went back to 1960, started talking about the Broncos, talk about ownership, talk about the great players. He said, you know, right now, 1984, who are those guys? Yeah. And I thought it was really a great thought process that he had. And I said, I'll be honest with you, Pat. I've been a couch for 10 years. I, I've never even thought about that you know, statement that you just made. But I think it's pretty neat because yeah. you're going to have a lot of success as an owner and you want some history behind it. And that was back there, you know, that all of a sudden I'm looking at it now. What does it feel like to be part of that history now? For, I mean, you're going to be up there forever now. Well, you know, what really is kind of, you know, breathtaking to me is that when you look back, and the people that know the history of the Broncos, and you, you, you take a look at, you know, the eight Super Bowls now. How many people were part of, at the beginning in 1960? Coaches, owner, players of, you know, making steps every year to make it competitive. And then all of a sudden, you know, you gotta go back to what, 1973 for the first, you know, winning season. And then all of a sudden you think about all the great players that were here and that were in the ring of fame after Pat started it and I said you know to be part of that team and see the Broncos go with eight you know been in eight Super Bowls you know three Super Bowl wins and all the playoff wins it's it's just tells you a lot about the organization and what it's done and not just as a head coach for you but you were part of five Super Bowls assistant coach and head coach yes I just you have three is you know with, with going through all the Cleveland losses (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden... Cleveland yeah. wins. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Cleveland wins. Yeah. Championship win, but yeah. Super Bowl losses. And, yeah. and it was all against the NFC. And, you know, we weren't even close in those games. So, you know, it was a actually a interesting development at that time. You know, what do we have to do to beat the NFC? How are we going to get there? 
you know, what's the difference between the AFC and the NFC? Not only did we get beat in those games that we played, but we got beat pretty good. So yeah. you're right, the only really great part was those Cleveland games where you know, we got a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And that was the big thing. The NFC won a bunch in a row, I think 12 in a row, 15, 16 Super Bowls in a row. And then along comes the, uh, the wild card uh, Broncos, right? right? Right through the wild card. Maybe, maybe that helped you get over the hump in that uh, there were no expectations. Well, I think what really helped us was the year before, even though I look back and I'm, you know, you're embarrassed at the way we played against Jacksonville. But, I mean, we, we were a good football team. And we got beat. We didn't play as physical as we normally did. Should have been a three-peat, by the way, Mike, right? It should have been. It yeah. should have been, but, you know, ifs and buts. But that 30-27 game, but people forget when we did get to the Super Bowl. I mean, we didn't get to the playoffs the next year. We opened with Jacksonville at our place. And we ran the ball 49 times that game. Yeah. You know, well over 300 yards. And the year before, you know, we ran it or seven, 17 times with TD and John, I think Vaughn, Vaughn Hebron had three in that game, but it was such a, uh, a good win for us coming back against Jacksonville after that loss you know, in the Super Bowl year. Uh, it helped us. The, the back-to-back Super Bowls is probably the biggest reason, right, that you're in the ring of fame, going down as the greatest coach in Broncos history. But there's been a lot of talk lately, I think, when Jimmy Johnson and Bill Cowher went in, with less credentials than you, by the way, about uh, a greater legacy. It wasn't just uh, you as, as the head coach, but your impact that you had on the, the running game, the zone running scheme, which is now back. There's, there's more teams running that you know, today than there were maybe six, seven years ago. Um, Kyle and the success he's had. What, what is something that, you know, makes you the proudest of what you've accomplished as a coach? Well, to be honest with you, you always love for your assistant coaches to have success. And, you know, we, we went to Washington. We just kept on building on what we were doing. And we just kept on building. We had a lot of young coaches that wanted to, you know, work out to be coordinators and that eventually got to be head coaches. And, Sean McVay. Yeah, Sean, and you take a look at Mel LaFleur, and so many of their assistants are out there. But what you see is teams are actually getting more used to seeing a lot of that running game and some of the misdirection, the tighter splits, the play-action game. So you've got to even be better now than you've been before, because before we could get all kinds of people wide open because people weren't used to it. Now there's a lot more people using that scheme because – People have had success with it, so it's going to be tougher and tougher to use, and they're going to have to be even more innovative as time goes on. Did you know Kyle would be as, as good an NFL coach? Did you know he would even be an NFL head coach at some point as he was growing up? You know, you never know the detail of somebody, but I knew he loved the game and he loved to work. And uh, if it was as a wide receiver when he was at Texas or as a, you know, an offensive assistant when he was at Tampa Bay, I just knew he had, you know, he had the love of the game. And so until he actually did it or until I actually brought him to Washington, uh, I wasn't actually, I didn't know on how he was going to handle himself in the, in the uh, meeting room. Because when you got to talk in front of guys that are your same age, some of them a little bit older, some younger, players are only going to be impressed if you know how to handle yourself in the room. 
they know you know what you're talking about. And that's what he has always had a good feel for, the understanding of the game, and he's worked at it. I don't think this is a conspiracy theory. I think the Shanahan's have impact on the NFL schedule. I mean, look, the Raiders, you're having this, you're having your Ring of Fame ceremony against the when the Raiders are in town. Kyle and the 49ers are on by. I mean, they rearranged the whole schedule just for you for this <laughs> Ring of Fame ceremony. You know, it's kind of funny because I kind of laughed at it when they said, hey, you know what week would you like to do it? Would you like to do it against the Raiders or do it against the Washington Redskins? I said, oh, you don't have to ask, ask me that question. You can figure that one out. Yeah. So you have quite the weekend uh, planned. Uh, party here at the, uh, at the Shanahan Mansion. And, uh, I mean, you ready for it? Yeah, we have, you know, 21 years of people coming that have been, you know, coaches, people that have been on the staff, uh, guys you dealt with on a day-to-day basis. And we've been lucky enough to have some success through the years. And we've got a lot of guys that are coming that are looking forward to seeing their teammates, former coaches, uh, a lot of wives getting together. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. And John Elway, you know, with what he did with the Broncos coming back, being a GM for 10 years, how is your relationship with him? It's, you've had so many different stages, I would think, in your relationship over the years. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. It's been good for a while. And that's, you know, that's part of the growing tree as time goes on. And there's a lot of, you know, a lot of things you've done together. We spent so much time together. You know, starting back in 84 and going all the way through and going through all the playoffs, you know, all the Super Bowls. Even as a GM, having a chance to talk and uh, it's been fun to watch his success. What about his, uh, how he did as a GM? Have you talked to him about it? Did, did you tell him before he got into it, you have no idea what you're getting yourself into? Well, to be honest with you, I was going to hire John in 2001. I wanted to hire him then. I thought he was a guy that would be the... Imagine John Elway talking to free agents coming in and, you know, working on contracts. One thing he wanted to be was a CPA coming out of college. So, I mean, extremely bright. His, I mean, just his uh, ability to deal with numbers is off the charts. All you can do is spend a little time with him. So I thought it was perfect at that time. And when he did come back in 2010, I said, okay, okay, Pat, it's about time. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um when you have your speech at the Ring of Fame uh, Friday, you'll say some words on uh, Pat Bolin? Why? Yeah. Oh, I'll, I always talk about Pat Bolin. He was my, one of my closest friends. You know, we did everything together. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, right from the beginning to the end, he's a guy that I uh, always thought the world of, still do. And uh, we spent so much time together. Uh, we had such a great relationship and something I always cherish. Yeah. Uh, you look great. Um, you know, I like the I like the new look. Yeah, you know, I, that's what happens when you get old. Yeah. <laughs> what's uh, What's next for Mike Shanahan? You know, to be honest with you, um, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I get a chance to watch uh, a lot of NFL football. Yeah. You know, I enjoy watching the game, keeping up with the game. You know, nowadays you don't have to be there. You can do it with Zoom. I can watch every meeting. I can players as well as coaches. Kind of keep up on the games watch different teams and at the same time not have to work 18 hours a day and but kind of do it on your time so it's been fun but you are sort of a consultant with kyle or 
You're a dad, uh, former coach. What? No, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually a dad. The only thing you want to do as a dad is if your son ever asks you a question, you want to be able to answer it. So, you, what you want to do is keep up on the game enough where, not only that, but the personnel. I knew at a, as a head coach the things you didn't have time for, and that's looking at the second and third team guys, guys that are down the line, saying. What do you see in those guys? Because you don't have enough time because you're getting your game plans ready. You're going over your you know, personnel and, uh, on a weekly basis. And so I think sometimes I can look at things that I know he can't, that if he does ask me, I just want to be able to be on top of it. Coach, it's going to be fun. Thank it will you. be fun. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. All right. All right, thank you to Coach Shanahan, Mike Kliss back with you on uh, for Kliss's Mic Drop uh, Week Six. We've had some uh, we've had some special podcasts for you, Franco and Rocky uh, Franco Harris and Rocky Blyer last week, um, along with Justin Sternad, and then uh, this week Mike Shanahan, who goes into the uh, Broncos uh, Ring of Fame, and uh, you know it's uh, was something. It, I think I think. Uh, Mike was eligible last year, but they wanted, uh, um, you know, and, and Peyton Manning's going in this year also, but Peyton uh, is doing a little different deal, um, not not something formal like Mike. They wanted to separate him. They both deserve their own celebrations. You know, if, if Peyton's there, Mike gets overshadowed. Um, you know, if, if Mike's there, Peyton gets a little bit overshadowed, so... Uh, they they each deserve their own kind of uh, Ring of Fame celebrations. Uh, Peyton's is later. I think it might be. Uh, I don't want to misspeak on when Peyton's is. Uh, is it Halloween against Washington? I'll have to do, don't don't hold me to that. Anyway, um, and then Steve Atwater, John Lynch going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Broncos have a lot to celebrate with some of their former stars. Uh, in, in short order, uh, Vaughn Miller, five years after he retires or shortly thereafter, he'll go into the Ring of Fame and to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Mike was, uh, Mike actually, Mike Shanahan that is, uh, went in six years after he was, he was eligible last year to go into the Ring of Fame. But if you remember, John Elway almost hired him as a head coach prior to the 2018 season. So the Broncos wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, Mike was done with coaching before they put him into the, the Ring of Fame, and it's it's now been a while since he retired. Uh, I think uh, 2014 was the last year with uh, the Washington football team. Broncos and Raiders, uh, it's still going to be difficult because of Derek Carr and Darren Waller. The Broncos have not done a good job. Hunter Renfro, a nice slot receiver. Um, Josh Jacobs has been slowed down quite a bit. They're, they're running back. He's, he's had a nice game or two against the Broncos, but he's been off to a slow start. Uh, but it's going to be, and the, the Raiders are a little bit better on defense. And last year, if you remember, the Raiders beat the Broncos twice. So uh, it's going to be difficult. We'll see what happens, how they, um, they have Basachi, the, the interim coach, highly respected, special teams coordinator. Still, we're talking about the substitute teacher, right? Uh, you know, uh, uh, will the players, uh, you know, like, remember back when you were in first grade, second grade, when the substitute teacher came in, 
he didn't know who they were, how good they were, or what type of um, um, man or lady they were. But it was a substitute teacher, so you goofed around. You started, uh, you know, shooting around the spit wads. You started talking, you, you know, to the to the person uh, three rows away. Uh, there's just a respect factor that the substitute teacher doesn't get compared to the regular teacher, no matter how good they are. So, Basachi may be great, but he's but he's not the head coach, uh, John Gruden. So we'll see how the Raiders respond. Uh, it is a little different in that normally the interim coach situation comes after a team is in the tank. Uh, last time the, uh, well, you, you know, the Broncos used Joe D. Camillus for an ailing uh, Gary Kubiak after Kubiak had uh, another episode um, with that, uh, uh, you know, health con condition that he had that um, kind of an offshoot of a stroke, a, a smaller version or slighter version of a stroke still uh, uh, definitely affected him, caused him to retire um, eventually. Uh, but he missed a game in uh, 2016, and Joe D. Camillus uh, was the interim coach. Broncos lost that game uh, against the Chargers on the road. Um, but before you had uh, Eric Studisville replacing... Um, Get Eric Studisville replacing Josh McDaniels in 2010. And the Broncos got uh, walloped the first game at Arizona. But then uh, Studisville went with Tebow the last three games, and the Broncos had some energy and won a game. Beat uh, Kubiak's Houston Texans for a game. So, um, they're, they're, you know, Wade Phillips uh, has been an interim coach uh, multiple times, maybe three or four times. And uh, his interim coaching record isn't all that great. But... Uh, so it's a tough deal, but it might be different for Basachi and the Raiders. I'll tell you what, Raiders have a heck of a coaching staff still. Uh, you got Gus Bradley as a defensive coordinator. He's been around forever. Once was a head coach at Fort Lewis down in Durango. You got Greg Olson, offensive coordinator, calling a plays. He's been he's been in the league 16 years. Um, you got Tom Cable, one of the best offensive line coaches. He's still there with the Raiders. So uh, Ron Milas, a secondaries coach with the Broncos, with the Chargers. Uh, you know, they got some quality coaches there that can still uh, keep the band together. And, of course, uh, you know, I asked this question on Twitter this morning. Um, who's in a Who's got a tougher deal? The Seattle Seahawks without Russell Wilson for a period or the Raiders without John Gruden? I, 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 think, the, I think it's tougher for Seattle uh, not having their star quarterback. And the Raiders still have their good quarterback in Derek Carr. So the Broncos can't bring their B game and expect to beat the Raiders on Sunday. They're going to have to play their best in order to win. If the Broncos play their best, they will win. I just don't know if they will. That's why they, they team up and kick it off. So anyway, thank you very much to Mike Shanahan. Congratulations to Shanny for going into the Broncos Ring of Fame. The Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton is next for him. Uh, whether it's this next year or, or the year after that, but it's going to happen after Jimmy Johnson and Bill Cowher, who are, who are less accomplished than Shanahan um, in many aspects. Um, uh, Shanahan deserves to go in. So we'll see uh, how that goes. But I had a nice conversation. Always nice talking to Mike, and hope you enjoyed that conversation uh, uh, with us. Next week we'll return. Uh, Clissa's mic drop, Will, and we'll talk about the Broncos-Raiders game, 
that happened on Sunday, and also we'll have to uh, we'll have to move it up next week because the Broncos play the Browns on Thursday, a short week, their only primetime game of the season, Thursday night at Cleveland. So we'll have the Clissus mic drop out on uh, Tuesday or, or or Wednesday of next week. So uh, be be sure to listen to that and. Uh, Enjoyed, uh, uh, you know, talking to you all and uh, hope you enjoyed listening and we'll do this again next week here on Cliss's Mic Drop. Take care, everybody.